The National Institute of Standards and Technology recently announced that it's funding a project to streamline how patients and healthcare providers can securely access health information using federated online identity solutions. NIST's National Strategy for Trusted Identities in Cyberspace, or NSTIC, aims to examine solutions that could allow clinicians and patients to securely access medical records from different systems, including data from hospitals, primary care physicians, or specialists such as cardiologists, with a single trusted credential. NIST anticipates funding one award in the range of $750,000 to $1 million for 18 months later this year. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Phil Lamb, a trusted identity strategist at NIST, who will explain to us the details and goals of this NSTIC project. So now, Phil, please briefly describe for us what this Trusted Identities Project for Online Access to Medical Records is about and why is it important This pilot, we're looking to implement real solutions for real patients and providers so that a patient could leverage a single credential to log into their many electronic health records and same for providers as well so that it could could really make it easier for providers to provide good care for their patients by leveraging only, uh, needing only one credential to to go across the different healthcare organizations that they work at. And so the, the idea here is that throughout the pilot, the healthcare organization would implement this identity solution. There would be metrics that would be gathered to determine determine how it's being used, um, how effective it is, and at the end of the pilot to really have a a good idea of the impacts of these identity solutions, um, not only for the patients, but actually for the providers as well. So now, what problem is NIST hoping to solve by spotlighting on a solution for having a single federated credential for accessing health information? So I think it's important to to clarify that we're not advocating for a single identity solution per se, but we are advocating for identity solutions that that are easier to use and more secure um, than the current landscape. And the current landscape that we're seeing is that each electronic health record maintains and provisions their own accounts. And that, that creates a situation where even providers and patients have to manage many, many accounts. And what we've seen in, in industry, not this is not just for health, but for others, is that patients and providers like to use the same credential as in same username and password. And we are then trusting all these multitudes of entities to maintain and manage those passwords in a um, secure way. Um, and unfortunately, what happens is that if there is one organization that may not be performing their duties in, in protecting those passwords in, in the right way, that if they do become compromised, then many credentials become compromised. So the idea of using a trusted federated credential will bring up the security posture, we think, across uh, multiple organizations. So by using a, a credential that is effectively proofed and add a multi-factor authentication uh, ha- that has a multi-factor authentication capability to it, will bring up that level um, of security while at the same time being more usable for both the patients and the providers as well. 
And Phil, what sort of multi-factor authentication do you envision this involving? I know in some cases there's often pushback from clinicians and patients when accessing their data if things are too difficult. We completely understand that challenge. What we're seeing in the marketplace is that there are now multi-factor authentication capabilities that are perhaps even easier than the current username and password. For example, if there are soft tokens on the mobile device that already exist, um, there perhaps could be device ID paired with a biometric that are being implemented, for example, um, if you were to um, open your app and to take a selfie of yourself to authenticate. There's a ways that we've seen in other pilots and in the industry that multi-factor authentication um, can be both strong and usable at the same time. Now, we are not prescriptive. In this solicitation, we encourage the industry to innovate and to bring forward what they think is the most appropriate capability, depending on their, on their users and their providers, of course. But we do see that security is not necessarily a trade-off for usability, that there are ways now that both can be achieved and really for the better. So now what are some of the goals for this project? You mentioned that you don't want to be too prescriptive. Would this be sort of an example to other healthcare entities across the country that here's one way that you might think of allowing your clinicians and your patients access to data? Sure. So a goal of this project is that this is just a pilot. We plan on awarding one awardee, but the intent is that there will be lessons learned that come out of this pilot that both NIST and ONC will be publishing a paper that talks about the lessons that were learned here. Um, The hypothesis is this, is that this capability will have positive outcomes both from a security and usability side as well as perhaps operationally for the hospitals and healthcare organizations. So moving forward with that hypothesis, we hope to perhaps publish a best practices around implementing identity for your customers and for your providers, or perhaps this could help inform perhaps future incentives at the ONC level or other federal initiatives. So a big goal for this project is the the metrics that'll be obtained as part of the as part of the um, period of performance, um, as well as the lessons learned that come from a real implementation of federated identity with real patients and real providers with real transactions. So now, who is invited to participate in this project? Is it aimed at healthcare providers? Is it vendors? Will you be looking at solutions that are already in use by some of these organizations, or is it about developing new ways of doing this? If folks are familiar with our other federal funding opportunities, this particular one is pretty specific in really two situations. The first is that we are looking primarily and really only at healthcare organizations responding to this award, and we would be awarding then the healthcare organization instead of, say, awarding a vendor who will work with multiple um, healthcare organizations. We found it um, to be very important to have the healthcare organization as a primary respondent to this because that will ensure that the healthcare organization really has thought through this proposal and is that is committed to, to deliver upon this solution. Now, regarding who, as in types of hospitals, we, we kept it pretty open. If you're a healthcare organization, we encourage you to participate. We envision that the healthcare organization would already come with an EHR in place and that, that the scope of this award would be to open up that EHR to accept 
an external credential. So really, because the, the scope of the award, I, I don't think would cover a, let's say, a healthcare organization that's currently on paper um, and would then have to modernize to an EHR and then on top of that pull in um, the identity layer, we envisioned that the respondents would already have an EHR and that would then add on the federated identity layer. But we defer to the applicants as they come in. Phil, very briefly describe what the timeline is like. For instance, what should we be looking for next? And is there a deadline for those that are interested in participating to apply? Folks who are interested, please follow us at NSTIC, NPO on Twitter, or we have a website at nist.gov slash nstic, N-S-T-I-C, where they can get some more updated information. And then the applications are due midnight, June 1st. So we we encourage folks who are interested in applying, um, if they have not gone through a, a grants process before with the federal government, there are things that they have to do, such as sign up for a grants.gov account, um, be registered in the SAM.gov um, database, and that takes a few days. So we encourage folks, if you're interested, to take a look at the funding opportunity. They have the instructions there on how to get those accounts created. Please get those accounts created sooner than later. Um, We've had folks try to do the whole process last minute and unfortunately not be able to to provide um, an application because they were not able to go through that administrative process. So so please go through that process early. But the final application is due uh, midnight June 1st. And very briefly, Phil, just looking ahead, what could this project mean to other endeavors within the healthcare sector, for instance, in terms of improving security? The hope here is that if we can have a pilot with measurable impacts that address security and usability in the healthcare space and really impact patients and providers, that the movement towards just easier access can be done with easier access that is also stronger. Unfortunately, we've seen a greater amount of attacks, especially in the healthcare space, due to really the the, the cost and the price of PHI on, on the Internet. And we hope that these types of implementations and these published metrics on how these have either helped um, these organizations can help inform other healthcare providers out there that there are solutions out there that they can um, secure their, really their, their front door to their EHRs by securing the, the credentials that folks use to, to log into their systems. And through this pilot, we hope to have many other um, healthcare organizations to take a look at this and think of it as a capability that they want to implement as well. Thanks, Phil. I've been speaking to Phil Lamb. I'm Marian Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.